Humans, 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 humans. Welcome to the Sydney Hollow Show. It is Friday, Friday the almost the thirteenth. Friday the twenty third. Almost sounds like thirteenth, right? Twenty third, thirteenth, twenty third. Humans. Welcome to the Sydney Hall Show. The earliest you're going to hear this is Friday, February 23rd. Of course, I'm recording it on Thursday the 22nd. Did you ever notice? By the way, I just do that because we talk about some like topical kind of things, and then I like use my memory to say things. And when I say, well, this happened to me yesterday, you know, it's easier for us all to do the math. And I will try to say Tuesday when I mean yesterday. Well, in this case, Wednesday. And, you know, this, I, I tried to have this podcast be, you know, somewhat current, somewhat topical. And so for that reason, I like to, you know, record the day before it comes out. Heck, one day, maybe we'll record the day it comes out. We'll see, humans. We'll see. But did you ever know? And so that's the purpose of me saying the date <clears throat> each time. And, and then sometimes maybe it comes out. Occasionally I record on a Wednesday. It hasn't been in a long time. Humans, you all know that. Better than anyone. <sighs> the thing is, there's these other podcasts out there. You know, the ones that come out once a week, but they record it like two months ahead of time. They just get ahead of it. They get ahead of it. They'll like when they talk about something sensitive or whatever, they'll say when they're talking about it. They'll say when they're recording this. Cause they're so afraid that like they're gonna get canceled between the day they record and the day it comes out because something else might happen. Like they were pressing the envelope this day and they knew it was a bad idea, but like the 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 thing finally gave way, you know? In that old game, Don't Break the Ice, the ice finally gave way. <laughs> what of losers? Just say what you want to say, dude. We'll either get you and get your freaking, like, deal and, like, where your heart is, or, or, or we just will. So say what you're going to say. Dweebs. Anyway, humans, if you are listening to this the day it comes out, it is a Friday. It is the 23rd. Man, oh, man, oh, man. We are only weeks away from the vernal equinox. New Year's around here, humans. Our New Year's. New Year's. The New Year. The New Year here in the hideaway. Speaking of the hideaway, I have a major announcement major announcement we'll get to that be on the edge of your seat so today we're going to go we're going to dive into the listener line humans you know like i said i dropped the ball a little bit on the listener line so we've got a couple of things in there that deserve to be heard that deserve to be talked about these are humans that want to be talking to you and I've denied them habeas corpus, the right to a speedy listener line appearance. Habeas Linus. 
these humans said something, you know, into our world weeks and weeks ago, and they're 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 dying for their voices to be heard to the rest of you. So those will come out today. So we're going to get into that. But humans, <laughs> what would I be if I didn't have an, another couple of things to talk about? But first and foremost, can I say something here? <laughs> you know, we all have our problems. You know, people living too close to the equator, like their lives are getting too hot. Their day-to-day, their summers, you know, like things are going poorly, you know, <laughs> temperature-wise. Uh, you know, and other people have other problems. Like, what time do I need to get in the carpool line to pick up my kid? What time do I need to get in the drop-off line to drop off my kid? You know, and that's that, that's affecting a young person. You know, you've got a person that you're responsible for there. So that's an admirable thing. <laughs> we all have our problems. You know, it's... You, you, This is a New York thing. You know what I mean? This is a New York thing. I'm not trying to say others of you don't experience this. But I'd like to let you in on what my problem is today. Humans, my cashmere socks won't stay up. They won't stay up. You know, it's a little chilly here today. Not freezing. But good cashmere sock weather if you've got them. Yeah, that's about... 35 when I left the house. Nice cashmere sock day, you know? Chilly. Be nice to have that warm fabric, wicking, naturally wicking fabric on your feet. And let's not even get started about the comfort. You know? The the chutzpah and panache. The humans... You know, despite me wearing gold frankincense and myrrh on my feet today, the fact of the matter is my cashmere socks won't stay up. They won't stay droopy. You need those old-timey sock garters. I look like... I look like I'm in Little Orphan Annie. Not the cartoon. Not the, the strip. But the musical. My cashmere socks won't stay up. <laughs> Listen, humans, I've been telling you for a while I'm out of touch. I'm out of touch. I've been in New York too long. 17 years, is it? 2006? Well, it wouldn't be, the, you know, October of 2006. Eh, way. Enough about my cashmere sign, by the way. They're so warm. My feet are a little, just, I wouldn't say they're sweaty because they're naturally wicking, but they're, they're a little, they feel like they would be sweaty if I didn't know any better. (laughs) So humans, we are going to get to the listener line and, uh, you know, I want to talk about Apple, my enemy, Apple, the corporation, of course. Um, but before I do, I've always been a funny guy, you know, and I, I believe that and think that about myself, 
but also, you know, I've been told that over the years. Oh, you're such a funny guy. Or like when people, when I get introduced to people, oh, you know, so and so talks about you all the time. They say you're so funny. You know, maybe this hap- Maybe that happens to everyone. For all I know, I mean, you're. If listen, if I know you and listen to the show, I think you're funny. Uh, so over the years, you know, you're introduced in that way or people will say, oh yeah, or like you do comedy in New York. What's that mean? There's a two. And this even goes back to before comedy. This even, you know, this goes back to when I was in high school and college. People would speak, oh yeah, someone said, said you're funny, dude, tell us a joke. And by the way, when you when you say that to a lot of these New York elite stand-ups or improvisational comedians or actors or anyone who's just, you know kind of supposed to be funny, they all kvetch amongst themselves like, God, don't you hate it when you meet people and they're like, tell me a joke. It's like, dude, I don't just tell you know. There's an art to it. There's a subtlety to it. I don't just tell a joke out of nowhere. Yeah, they'll, 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 this is common green room banter amongst, you know, comedy types trying to relate to each other when they're paired together in some awkward pairing. Um, and to that I say, for shame. Shame on you. People are just trying to relate to you, man. It's it's not and and are you so insecure that you can't be put on the spot? Now I've always had an answer for this, humans, and it's just like tell people the joke that you think is funny right now that you would otherwise like insert into a situation, but because they're asking about it, just talk to them. Why not? Uh, <laughs> and I thought of one such instance, humans. Like if someone were to say, if I was introduced to someone tomorrow, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is Sid. And they're like, oh, Sid. Oh, that guy. Oh, the podcaster. <laughs> By the way, humans, you know, I hate that moniker, but let's be realistic. Well, for, you know, let's try our best to be realistic. Oh, yeah, you're the one with the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, June says you're real funny. <laughs> Tell me a joke. Well, this is this is if the, I was asked this tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, you know what I've been thinking about lately is there's nothing like a well placed check, please. <laughs> and they'd be like, what do you mean? And like, no, just you know. When you're in conversation and things get a little awkward or you've, you know, quote unquote, inserted foot into mouth. Dude, there's nothing like a well-placed check, please. (laughs) And the person's still confused. This person that I fictitiously met through my fictitious friend, June. June's a man, by the way. (laughs) You know, I'm in New York. My male friend, Joan, has introduced me to someone, and, and this person is like, uh, <laughs> what do you, I, what? And I'm like, no, think about it. Like, you could even be out with a couple, you know? Like, you're the 
the old third wheel. You're like with a couple and, and you're out to you're all out to dinner and then like one of them's critical of the other, criticizes the other in some way or you know, isn't uh empathetic in some way. And it's it's obvious to the other one and you're just sort of like uh Check please <laughs> Humans and I'm saying this to you now. Forget my male friend June. And his friend he's introduced me, introducing me to. There is nothing like a well-placed check, please. And I encourage you all to, like, why not have a little fun this weekend? Or over the next week. Maybe this weekend's a little too much pressure. But just see if you can, just see, just see if you can insert it into, like, you know, let's say you're at a cocktail party or a... Well, there are no other sporting. There's no sporting parties on right now. Humans, we all know that. Uh, but let's say you're out somewhere. Just see. Just see if you can hit him with a check, please. Check, please. <laughs> I'll tell you, it works every time. It works every time. But that's what I say. People are like, "Oh, you're you're funny." Well, tell us a joke. Well, I'll say, "All right, this is what's this is what's got me right now." You know, explain a few versions of it, and I've always done that. It's, not that I'm Gandhi, but humans, it's truthful. It's just truthful. It's just truthful. Like uh, long, long, long ago, I think my sister was still in high school, and perhaps I was in my first year of college or something home for the summer and she had some friends over and they were like, Oh yeah, you're like funny. Tell us a joke. And I was like, um, well, I thought of this the other day. <laughs> Cause it's not like, you know, me in the kitchen at a party once I'm roaring and, you know, rolling and roaring. I mean, yeah. Cause we've worked up to a point we've gotten, we've, we've yes ended ourselves into belly laughing. But to just do that on the spot, it's just like, well, let me tell you what I'm thinking about. And so in this particular time, I do remember it well, for some reason. They're like, what? Tell us something funny. I was like, oh, well, I was just thinking lately that like when someone does you a favor, you know, or you're just like thanking them in some kind of a way, you could say, like, you meet, you sound like you say, you're a real lifesaver. But you really say you're a real lightsaber, like the Star Wars Jedi weapon. And, I mean, I didn't suggest that because we all knew what a lightsaber was. This was, I imagine, humans like right before or after Y2K. Uh, <laughs> the lightsabers were still top of mind, even then. I think we were just past Jar Jar Binks, but even before that. But I was like, oh, yeah, it's just kind of funny. Like when, like you can just like be like, oh, yeah, you're a real lightsaber. And they'll never even, they'll never even know. And they'll be like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I was like, that's just like, that's funny. <laughs> so that's what I've always done. Humans. And when I hear these people bitching that like people are like, well, tell me a joke. It's like, well, tell them a joke. You should come on. We're back here in this green room, and you're afraid to tell, like, your, your, 
Your uncle's June? You're afraid to tell one of your uncle June's like firehouse buddies a joke? Just do it. Don't be a little bitch. Anyway, humans, we're going to get to the listener line. But while I'm at it, today the bell tolls for me. And no, I don't mean my cashmere socks drooping. I mean, they're drooping so much, humans, they're getting eaten by my Crocs, which I wear as slippers. My Crocs are now eating my cashmere socks. Um... The bell finally tolls for me today, humans. Forever. You know what? I guess this is what, like, being on oxygen for the rest of your life is like. You know? Long ago, I signed up for, like, the iCloud. Like, oh, 99 cents a month. And, like, all your photos on your laptop and your phone will be backed up. You know? What a relief. You don't have to make CD-ROMs anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. This will be a relief between making CD-ROMs. Well, I haven't made... You know, I haven't made a backup photo file with my... uh, You know, with a CD-rewritable disc in a long time. I've just been relying on the cloud. And whatever amount of storage I had was like 99 cents a month, a dollar a month. And forever, Apple's been telling me, you're running out of iCloud, you're running out of iCloud. And so, they finally hit me with enough alerts, you're out of iCloud, that today I was like, all right, I've been avoiding this because I know I'm never, I'm never going back the other way. This, this is, this is like... Certain kind. Of, we hope some inflation goes down, but it's also just like inflation. It's just that's it. Once something's priced somewhere, now I'm paying three dollars. Now I'm paying three dollars for iCloud per month, and I, I, I know this already. Sadly, I'm never going to pay less than that. It's, it's just going to be there. This is a teat I'll be sucking on for the rest of my life. Three bucks, whatever, man. It's like 200 gigs or something. And then it'll be whatever. And then it'll be whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I will buy some CD... CD-RWs, humans. Readable? CDRs? Readable? Rewritable? One was, like, writable. One was rewritable. Anyway... What a shame. I mean, we all have subscriptions, but I just feel like this one's got me. I shouldn't be so na- negative. Okay, humans, to the listener line we go. So, like I said, this dates back a touch. These various submissions. This is from Monday, January 15th. I think that was Martin Luther King Day, actually. This is from Michael and Savannah. It's audio and it's text. Great use of two different mediums, Michael. Humans, humans, please enjoy this compelling audio of winter bulls on parade heading into a ski town where the sun goes down at 4.51 Mountain Standard Time. Taking a break here, humans. Of course, we all know. Well, maybe you don't don't all know. The sun goes down 
a lot later in Savannah than it does in some of these uh, winterish places. New York City being what? Humans, please enjoy this compelling audio of winter bulls on parade heading into a ski town where the sun goes down at 4.51 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. The city's only river flowing through the main part of town became another path frozen and heavily used by the locals. So we followed them in layered suit. Funny that these Georgia boys had no issues walking above the frozen ice path above the river's water. But when it came to ice on the sidewalks, damage was done to our egos and our butt cheeks. (laughs) And see the attached pregame activity representing the Sydney Hollis Show most recent merchandise, the burlap koozie. So humans, he includes a photo here. And he has the burlap koozie, which the burlap koozie was a prize for having done... I think the Halloween contest, and I think everyone's gotten their burlap koozie. Forrest, I think I owe you yours. (laughs) You know, why not? Why not? Why not tell the world? Forrest, I think I've not mailed you your koozie. I think other people have gotten theirs. Now, some, full transparency was I happen to be in Savannah, and there's some listeners in Savannah I was able to hand this out person. As far as I owe you your koozie, maybe some other people that did the Halloween costume, I owe you yours. Let me know. Forrest, I've got your address. I'll mail yours tomorrow. I will mail yours the day you hear this. Um, anyway, so sounds like uh, Michael is calling his friend group a bunch of winter bulls on parade. Uh, so they were in Mountain Standard Time. Well... Let's hear this group of, of men walking over a, a frozen river. Did you hear the crunch? The crunch, like the, I guess the loose snow. I mean, I'm just guessing. That was some nice, compelling audio. Thank you, Michael. Michael and Savannah. Did you hear the crunch beneath those gentlemen's feet, those quote-unquote bulls on parade? Not quite Pamplona. Um, I also like that hurried walk. Like, this is, this sounds to me, I'm just guessing, like a bunch of dudes that are on a dude's trip, you know, maybe around my age, you know, I'm 42, Maybe they've got kids, maybe not, but it's certainly, whether you have children or a spouse or what, the times when you're with a bunch of dudes, a bunch of boys, just the boys out out of town together, at this age, you know, it's rare. Not that it was ever regular, but it's rare. How well do we relate to each other, you know? Hopefully well. But there's something about that feeding time. There's something about, hey, we had a couple of pops at the cab and we had a couple of pops at the hotel. Now we're walking to go get a meal and some more drinks. And I'm in that in-between hungry mode, in-between excited, in-between kind of letting my guard down around you. But I wouldn't mind having another drink or two to to really, you know, let my let my vulnerability show. Humans, is that healthy? No. But is it factual? Yes. Did you hear 
Did you hear the clip of that walk? That's some guys that are ready to relate to each other, but but maybe maybe you want a little help jumping off the diving board. You know, there's no shame in taking a few steps down. <laughs> I'm making fun of my making fun of myself here, humans. Michael, thank you for the thank you for the compelling audio. Incredible stuff. So now let's go to Andrew in Tampa. Andy in Tampa. We haven't heard from him in, we haven't heard from him in a while. And he's always got something to say, and today is no exception. Now this was sent to us back on January twenty sixth. Take it away, Andy in Tampa. Hey Sid, long time, long time. Andrew in Tampa. Sun still shines and the blue skies look down on us here. In the United States East Coast deck. Um, that aside, I wanted to ask you if you had any thoughts on the AT&T girl and what they might be doing special for the Super Bowl this year. Thank you, Andrew and Tampa. Now, humans, first of all, he calls Florida the United States' East Coast dick. I've never heard that before. But I get it. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> now, my apologies, Andrew, Andy. Uh, you know, you asked me a question relating to the Super Bowl, and here I am getting to it weeks later. Of course, you say the Super Bowl. You know, I say the, the TV show we all watched where Taylor Swift's boyfriend uh, bumped his boss, you know, aggressively shoved his boss with his body. Um. But yeah, I guess people are calling that the Super Bowl. Anyway, the AT&T girl. Great question. And can I also say really quickly that Andrew and Tampa's subject line here uh, was old Titanic lady, which I think is just like a funny, to my knowledge, it's just kind of a funny throwback to us making fun of the, the Titanic and whatnot. Uh, so why not make two jokes, you know, a little joke in your subject, a little joke in your, uh, in your audio clip. So he asks me about the AT&T girl. And of course, humans, we all know that that woman drives me insane. Her character's name is Lily. And we're getting to near March Madness, where she'll be featured again, I'm sure. Um, and if you're new to the show, yes. It's just, uh, there's something so smug and she's like so right all the time, like in this, you know, the one that's in the airplane that came out before the holidays, the part that, you know, the person playing the flight attendant is like, can I get you this? Can I get you that? And she's like, no. And she just has all the answers because, you know, of course there's going to be upcharges. And then she's like, no, I don't need headphones. I've got iPhone. And then she keeps calling it iPhone, like not an iPhone. I've got iPhone. You, you know, I know this is an AT&T commercial, but. You know, it's one of those collabs. Anyway, you asked me if I thought they were going to do anything for the Super Bowl. And I don't think I was thinking even of that ahead of time. And I don't remember seeing anything. Uh, but I'll say this. I've been thinking lately. That, like, what you people must... What you people, not you people, humans, what you must sometimes wonder, you know, when it's late at night, 
You're staring at the campfire. Yeah. You're throwing just another couple pieces of pine straw in there to watch them brighten up the fire. And you're like, you know, does Sid have a thing for flow? Like, here he, like, hates the AT&T girl. You know, he, he kvetches every time that, like, she's, like, you know, because... Let's face it, humans, I was pointing out this year that she's got a little more makeup on. There's a little more of a smoky eye, a little more the cheekbones are more what uh accentuated. The hair's a little different. And it's like you know, you're throwing that pine straw into the fire, you know, you're kinda of just thinking, Oh, maybe I'll stay up a little bit longer and you're really getting in some deep thinking. And does he have a thing for flow, like the progressive lady? Because, like, he's just bitching about the AT&T girl all the time. And, like, complaining when she gets hotter. And, like, calling people out for thinking she's hot and saying, this must really be their year. Like, they're so stoked for this football season now that the AT&T girl's wearing, like, you know, sexy makeup. He's just got it in for her. And yet, Flo is just up our ass. And it's... It's just, you know, flow. I mean, Nuff said, apostrophe N-U-F-F. And you don't say shit. Like, do you do you have a thing for flow, Sid? You know, what's the deal? Humans, no, I don't. No, I don't. Flow's in one ear, out the other. <laughs> but... Andy in Tampa, I hope that um, I missed your question, obviously, but you know this that woman is on my mind quite a bit, and I think we need to start thinking about what she's going to be in for the March Madness. March Madness, of course, is like like basically a month away, calendar wise. I think it starts on the twenty first or twenty second this year, and, you know that first like big Thursday. And human speaking of commercials, like I said last week, Rod Stewart just stole, sold his catalog. You know, his rights to his music or whatever it's all called. And so by my math, <laughs> I think that means someone greedy or some company is going to buy, you know, his publishing. And we're going to see an advertisements any day now. So humans, let me know. All of you, if you if if you have a hunch, what is the first company or what is the first ad? However you want to do it, the first time we see, wake up, Maggie. I think I got something to say to you. First time we see that in a commercial, or hear that, or of course my personal favorite line, make a living out of playing pool. Humans, who's gonna tell us about that? Who's gonna add? Who's gonna who's gonna poach that song first? Who's gonna turn that song into commerce first? I'll tell you. I'm glad I heard Maggie May. I'm glad I heard Mandolin Rain. There's a there's a Rod Stewart deep cut for you. I'm glad I heard. 
If I listen long enough to you. I think that's even a Van Morrison cover. I'm glad I heard all of these before they were ads. Because there was nothing like the sad day I realized that the Chevy Like a Rock song was actually by Bob Seger. I'll never like that because I'll never like that song, humans. I want to. But my gut. My organs. My initial reaction when I hear that song is like, this is an ad. And I disliked the kind of people that owned Chevy trucks when I was at the age when that ad came on. And so it just it's 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 like hearing your it's like hearing the same tones of your alarm go off during the middle of the day. You're like, this makes me uncomfortable, even though it shouldn't be right now. That's how I feel when I hear like a rock, because it's in an ad. So I, I praise God that I'm as old as I am before I've ever heard a Rod Stewart song in a in a commercial, and I feel sorry for my niece and my nephew and anyone their age that that might that might be exposed to a Rod Stewart song via commerce and not just, you know, for the love of the game. Anyway, thank you, Andy and Tampa. Moving on, let's check in with Drew, Drew from Savannah. So, humans, you may be remembering right before the television show where Taylor Swift's boyfriend bumped his boss and knocked him off balance, I was saying, hey, humans, do you <laughs> do you go to Super Bowl parties? What are Super Bowl parties like? Hit me with some compelling audio. You know, maybe you're at a Super Bowl party where there's something fun going on, or maybe you know there's a fire pit and you sneak outside. Uh, you know, at some point to have a quick puff or just get some fresh air. Send me some compelling audio from your Super Bowl parties or viewing experience. Well, Drew and Savannah. Took me up on that. And humans, he sent us this little gem. Okay, put your strawberries down. Chippies. Chippies, 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 So he, he did write in the uh, subject line of this email, humans, uh, Super Bowl audio toddlers. <laughs> I love that you hear an adult in the very beginning be like, put your strawberries down. <laughs> and the, the children are being unruly. And then we hear Drew from Savannah go, Ooh, chippies. <laughs> and they just all start chanting. Put your strawberries down. Chippies. Chippies. Okay, put your strawberries down. Chippies. 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 Right out the time all these children are screaming, Taylor Swift's boyfriend's getting away with murder on the sideline. Bumping his coach, you know, as an NFL player. Not a lot of players would get away with that, humans. And when I say getting away with murder, I mean, that's what we should be calling it. But, of course, a person was murdered due to gun violence, you know, the very next day. Or no, well, the following Wednesday in Kansas City. But who wants to bring the mood down, humans? Chippies! 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 So the next 
Listener line. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew and Savannah. That was, you know, the unexpected. The Super Bowl party. The kids have to be somewhere. Just over the weekend, humans, this last weekend, I went up to visit a buddy of mine in Massachusetts. And we got to that point in the night where we've listened to a lot of music. We've had our food. We played some music of our own. We've gotten into our cups. We've gotten into our legal cannabis. And we're like, what should we, you know, we're kind of just not in the mood to watch a show, but listen to music, but also have a visual element. And so we started down the path of watching Super Bowl halftime shows. Bruce, among others. We watched the Michael Jackson one from like, oh, I can't remember the year now. I think 93. And it's the one where he debuted the song, Heal the World, Make It a Better Place. <laughs> um, among other things, humans. And I was like, man, I remember where I was. I remember being at like this big Super Bowl party. And like this, this guy in my grade who we were pretty close with, like they were kind of like, five or six of us in my grade four, fourth through eighth grade that were like pretty tight. Uh, or at least four of us. Um, yeah, I don't know why I said five or six. There were four of us that were pretty tight. And, uh, his parents had like a big Super Bowl party. And so there were, uh, you know, I guess at the time I was 12 <clears throat> or going on 12. And, uh, his, these folks at this big Super Bowl party, they had just moved, so they got in the new house. Maybe it was kind of like a, sh- a show-off-your-new-house type party, too. But there were a ton of people my age, and he had a younger brother and an older sister. So there were you know, a lot of rugrats, although we weren't quite rugrats. And then there's all these adults. And like I'm thinking, like if I was an adult then, I'd want to watch the game, and I wouldn't care what the kids were doing. I just, I would just would not want them around me, unless they could also pay attention to the game. And luckily, kids are just happy to go play. <laughs> but I was kind of at that age where I was interested in the game, but also probably wanted to play some too, because I don't know, a whole football game at the time seemed like it lasted forever. Like You could go play football, hopefully under like a light somewhere outside, and uh, and then still come in and watch some football and feel like you hadn't missed much. But nowadays, you'd be like, no, I can't miss a second of the game. My healthy exchange, humans. But anyway... Drew showed us the humanity, the yen to the yang. You know, there's these children at the Super Bowl party. Someone's got to mind them. Someone's got to be in there coaxing the strawberries out of their hands with chippies. <laughs> chippies, chippies, chippies. Chippies, 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 chippies. So, so humans, next we have... Humans, next we have Truck. Truck from Savannah. And this was sent... uh, This was sent earlier than all of the rest of these uh, submissions, humans. This was sent on January 11th. This is from Truck in Savannah back at the beginning of January. uh, A month and 11 days ago, humans. A month and 12 days for you. Take it away, Truck in Savannah. Hey humans, Sydney, it's Truck in Savannah. I'm uh, 
driving to work and riding around town a little bit, so I'm a little distracted. It might be a little piecemeal here, but I just I, I just wanted to get this while it was on my head. I just am driving, I was driving behind this guy with a whole collection of stickers on his vehicle. This is just, uh, I don't know, <laughs> this phenomenon of all the stickers on cars. This is not a new thing, and this is something that's been probably talked about and heckled and laughed at before, but I just... There, there's so many so there's the ones that are like an anthem this is what i'm like salt life stickers you know i'm crusty i like living by the beach i fish i drink beer and i got a little dried salt on my body salt life baby um and then that that has also evolved so now there are these ones that say assault life and they're a big ar-15 all the way across the back window of a truck and it says assault life so I'm guessing, you know, these people must commit assault all the time or something of the sort. And they're obviously very responsible gun owners. I, it, I don't know. I think about so many aspects of it. Like, doesn't this seem like if I were a criminal, this would be a much better car to break into in search of a gun than, say, a car that has, like, a coexist sticker on it, right? It just seems like you're setting it up. You're threatening, but you're also providing opportunity for those who aren't worried about your threats. And then, like, the car I was just driving behind, his sticker said, back off, bumper humper. So this is, like, another type of threat. This is, like, a almost a funny threat where it's like a bumper humper <laughs> he's a bumper humper he's up there bumping my hump whatever if that guy knew how close i had to get to his car to take a good picture of it i mean it's not doing what he's hoping i don't know what he's really hoping for does that threat change how anybody drives their vehicle does anything like that you know and then this same vehicle with the bumper humper sticker he's got the little kid i'm failing to remember his name right now but the little kid that pees on chevy and pees on ford he's been around for a long time doing stupid stuff like that this one has the little kid kneeling down in a prayer situation with a giant cross over him and shattered by the cross and i'm like i'm just not sure what that means i mean is he trying to atoll for all that public urination he's been doing or what is he doing he's just trying to feel better about the things he's done and the assault life he's lived and all of these things and then again on that same vehicle with the bumper humper sticker he's got one that says faith family and friends but the sticker has completely failed it's like peeling off there's some pain of the car that's come with it in some places and like folks that do this believe so strongly in the message they're putting on their car they don't mind defacing their own vehicle they don't mind depreciating their vehicle immediately just to get their statement out there it it's mind-blowing that i mean i Okay, there's plenty of stickers I see, too, that are like, Blessed Sacrament, my kid goes there, I'm a proud parent of a Georgia Tech student, things of that nature. Are you, like, making a statement on the road, 
also odd to me, but it doesn't seem quite as perplexing as the road threats. Baby up in this bitch. Baby up in this bitch, so you better drive differently around me. Like, does that mean that there's a baby in the car? I mean, obviously, right? But could it mean that that lady driving that car is pregnant? There's a baby up in this bitch? These things, I don't know. Also, I guess maybe this is more prevalent in the Deep South, but I've seen several trucks that have entire Bible verses, like, hand-painted across the tailgate. Or, like, a Bible verse, a message about not driving too close, or if you don't like how slow I'm driving, you gotta take that up with God sort of thing. Like, it just seems counterintuitive that somebody would want a driver reading this much stuff while they're right behind you instead of paying attention to the road. It's just, I don't know. I was curious of your take on these sorts of things, and I'm sure this is a take that's been done many times in a humorous way, but I just, it it just strikes me every time I see these bedazzled, stickered up cars, what, what is their end goal there? Like, are they really expecting some form of change in driving behavior due to the stickers that they put on their car and depreciated their own car with? I don't know. What do you think, Sydney? Wow. Wow. A nice truck rant. Uh, Focused. Focused. Different points of view within the same lens. Thank you, truck. Thank you, truck in Savannah. Okay, so he's behind. He's like, you know, he's behind. He's He's been set off. He's behind a guy who's got way too many stickers. And then he's kind of talking to us, you know, he's talking to us about him. So he starts with, all right, you know, we know a little too much about you. You got too much crap on your car. All right, you're trying to tell us who you are. Salt life, of course, we have a complicated relationship with the salt life here, humans. Uh, we respect it. We love it. I own the gear. I have a t-shirt. I had a koozie. Um, I've tried the beer. <laughs> but humans, then he moves on. Then he's like, oh, there's that stupid offshoot joke, assault life. And, of course, he sent this in before the mass shooting at the Chiefs Parade, but it's just, I'm not the first person to say it, I won't be the last person to say it. Like, you can make any kind of mass shooting joke in this country or comment, and it will always be relevant. Like, it, it, it's, it's, it won't go away. This is, unlike Andy in Tampa saying, you know, um, I've got a prediction from what Lily, the AT&T girl, will do in the uh, Taylor Swift boyfriend pushing... <laughs> His boss television show. Uh, you know, that moment came and went. But mass shootings won't come and go here, humans. They're just here. So you can make a mass shooting comment whenever, and it will always be relevant. The assault life. I've seen these bumper stickers. They're heinous. They're gross. They praise the AR-15. <clears throat> and yeah, what kind of idiot do you have to be? Uh, well, we all know. It's no one that listens to this show. <laughs> but I never even thought about people breaking into cars to steal guns. But you're right. If that's what your method is, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm breaking into a car with a coexist sticker if I want an REM CD. <laughs> the problem is, is if you have a coexist sticker and you have a CD player, I'm sure REM is in there. The only other thing is, if you have a coexist bumper sticker and I see a CD player in your car, I know, I just know intuitively that REM is in there. But I also know from experience and intuitively that, you know, the car that has the coexist bumper sticker, that has the CD player, that intuitively has an REM CD in it, we all know that the REM CD is stuck in there. (laughs) That it's been in there for years. When you ride in this person's car, they either play the radio... They have some kind of an aux cable situation or one of those like little FM transmitters where you put the the radio on like 88.9 and like, you know, play MP3s from whatever device you've got going into that thing. But we all know if you've got a coexist sticker and a CD player, you've got an REM CD in there and it's permanently stuck. So to steal your REM CD, I have to steal your whole CD player. I don't think I've ever seen the whole Bible verse on a car. And, 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 you know, of course, the whole back off thing is funny. The bumper humper. And it does remind me of those trucker mud flaps. It's like Yosemite Sam saying back off. Uh, those get me less horny than the, uh, like the, the nudie woman with the, with the nipple tits, you know. But, uh. Less though, humans. I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't say not horny. I said less horny. The Yosemite Sam mud flaps get me less horny. But <laughs> you know, the these bumper stickers. I mean, the full Bible verse is is really something. And up here, sometimes there's just like someone. You guys have probably seen these. They're like, you do the whole back window, and it's like this wrap they put on buses. I know we have more buses here in New York, but surely you guys have seen a vehicle where it's got like the wrap over the windows too, so you can see out, but you can't see in. And it's 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 mostly good for like passenger windows because the driver, it is kind of hard to see out of them, but people do their back windows in these things now. And a lot of people have like, America ones with just a big flag or the flag and the eagle, the flag, our flag and the eagle. They'll have like a 9-11 centric thing. And then some, sadly, some people are now doing the whole like, you know, it's just a mobile tombstone. And it'll be like the person's name and rest in peace and like the dates they were alive and their name. And. One, I'm like, well, I admire that, man. This person, you're keeping this person alive in your heart and your mind. And on the other hand, uh, with truck where like, it could be distracting, I guess I was trying to drive. In New York, I'm mostly walking by these cars that I see these things on. See these things on. Um, but a Bible verse is pretty funny. It, 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 speaking of, like, here's another one for you humans. Just once in a while... Instead of, like, when you're talking about the Bible, just use the word scripture in place. 
It's just funny. Like, I just feel like I heard that growing up in church with certain people. or maybe, I don't know where I heard it. <laughs> but, you know, instead of saying, like, oh, man, that – did you see that car at the red light? They had a Bible verse, you know, a vinyl sticker uh, Bible verse in their back window. It's like, did you see that car at the red light? Oh, they had a bunch of scripture back there. <laughs> I love I get a kick out of calling the Bible scripture. Please give me a second. Let me read out of the scripture. <laughs> you know, if you get a chance over the weekend, will you be in a con- now? It has to come naturally. But if someone's talking about the Bible and you mean to say the word Bible or Bible verse, will you please insert the word scripture and then tell us about it? Just the other day, I was leafing through the scripture. I mean, I would never say that. Not leafing through. But you was... <laughs> We have some... Now, I have a big, huge... There's a huge reveal coming out of the hideaway. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. Humans. We are not going to be on the air. There will not be an episode on the day after leap year. And please forgive me, because I think... Leap year is interesting and fun, and I would be recording on leap year, which is the 29th, which is next Thursday, to give you an episode for next Friday, March 1st. But it's just not in the cards. We've got some things going on. A, a, a huge plus for the Sydney Hollis show, for the hideaway, for all of us. It's a very big plus. It's more news on that coming soon, but we won't, I won't, we won't have an episode. So you're getting me. Today, the earliest you can hear this is Friday, February 23rd. We will skip March 1st. So you will hear me again on the 8th. So in addition to this news, this big news, it's big for all of us, we also have a big unveiling. We're having a huge, huge unveiling here at the Sydney Hollow Show, here in the Hideaway. In fact, the unveiling is at Hideaway Bluffs, and specifically the first floor of Hideaway Bluffs, the luxury condominium in the Hideaway. Mug Club Brewery, of course, if you're new to the show, we have a place where we go in our minds, where we break bread, where we go in our imaginations, we listen to the show, and that place is called the Hideaway. And on the Hideaway, there's luxury condominiums called Hideaway Bluffs, and on the first floor of Hideaway Bluffs is the Mug Club Brewery. And on March 8th, Mug Club Brewery will be announcing a new beer. The first beer, so Mug Club Brewery Humans is a microbrewery, you know. The brews are brewed there. Of course, you can still get your Coors, your Miller, your Buds. You know, we, we're not one of those type places. But they're crafties, you know. The draft, the tap lines are brewed there. It's a microbrewery. But on March 8th, we will be announcing the first beer that will be, uh, what's the word, syndicated? Not syndicated, but, you know, available other places. Uh, Now, do I mean in real life or our imaginations? Well, it's up to you to decide that. But this will be the first hideaway beer that will be I guess in the world of the hideaway, a craft beer. It won't just be a micro bro. It will be distributed. <laughs> Hell, 
The poor folks in hideaway slums might even get a taste of this beer, humans. If someone throws a half a beer can out the window when they're driving by. <laughs> so, humans, like I said, next week, no show, March 8th. March 8th, there'll be a huge reveal. The first distributed, the first, well, the first beer we've ever announced, you know? We've just taken the Hideaway Bluffs, excuse me, Mug Club Brewery for granted. So, big announcement, a beer release on the next episode. Anyway, he was back to... (laughs) to Truck's call. Well, thank you, Truck. Um... And yeah, there is the road aggression, like, get off my ass. <laughs> what did it say? It's like, did it say, it didn't say baby on board, bitch, but it was something kind of, kind of crazier than just the old, like, late 80s baby on board, little safety sign you put in your back window. Baby up in this bitch. Baby up in this bitch. <laughs> But to think, I mean, I think a lot of us listening to this, humans, or participating in the show, I mean, remember, like, the late 80s, people would have those little, it was like a caution sign, you know, it was like the the yellow diamond, and it was actually like suction cups that you would, like, suction to your back window and so like, baby on board, amongst other whatever. <laughs> I think my, I think some people I knew had some kind of sticker on their like window that said there were like children in the house. So if their house was burning down and the firefighters like saw that, they'd like know to rescue the kids or something. Which I guess sounds like a decent idea, but they're the only people I've ever seen that had that. <laughs> well, humans, thank you for listening. Listen, we are unveiling a new beer. We're unveiling a new beer at the Mug Club Brewery on March 8th. And we're, we also have a big announcement about the show on March 8th. So lots of cool stuff going down here. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, I'll miss you next week. Think of me fondly. Think of me always. And, uh, you know, send us in some compelling audio. I know it took a while to get to those, but I'll tell you, it's great to hear from you guys. And it's fun, and it expands our universe, it expands our vocabulary, it expands the things that we all collectively know by coming to the show. And so, uh, you know, don't be shy, send stuff in, and uh, peace and love, peace and love. See you March 8th.